Hello and welcome to another episode of the Psychology of Womanhood. I am your host Shannon Icahn, Lady Battle, and I thank you for joining me on today. Today I'm recording and doing this on video, so hopefully this works out well. I guess I should have put a little bit of makeup, eyelashes, and things on like that, but I gotta go to work after this, and I don't feel like all of that on my face, but I'm still gonna just bask in the beauty that God has naturally given me. But thank you for joining in today. You'll also be able to hear this on my podcast in anchor form and on my website, www.shannonbattle.com. And as you're listening, if you find that this is helpful, then I definitely would like you to share with your friends because sharing is caring. And we're all here to help one another, help one another to grow into the woman that we're called to be, the person that we're called to be, and be able to maximize how to live mentally well. So the goal here at Psychology of Womanhood is to really help women tap into what goes on with them, not just in physical presence, but in their heart, in their soul, in their spirit, and learn how to balance all of those wheels that are turning at one time even when they're experiencing different life struggles. So today I wanted to talk about emotional outbursts and just help you to have an understanding on what emotions really look like and how they show up. Have you ever met someone that just seemed as though every time you said something to them, they were just always just on edge snapping at you? Or you might be this person too that I'm talking about, but don't let nobody know that it's you, even though they already know it's you because you know it's you too. But it just seemed like they were always on edge and quick tempered. And every time you said something, it was like you had to walk on eggshells and you didn't know how that person was responding. You just know that it was going to be either hurtful or uncomfortable for you. So when you're around those type of people, you typically try to shy away. Or if you confront them, then be ready for a fight because it's going to happen because they're going to be protective and they're not going to accept what it is that you're telling them about themselves. I want you I want you to consider that person as I'm describing what happens with our emotions. When people come into my office, they're coming in for all types of reasons. We all have different life human struggles, right? We're all going to experience something in life as we keep living. And many, cuz I deal with a lot of high functioning people who maybe, you know, have a lot going on in life and they manage a lot of different things at one time and they just need to pause to figure out, well, why am I not doing as well in this area of parenting? Or why am I not doing this well in my area of relationship? And sometimes it's easy to identify, but oftentimes it takes multiple sessions because we realize that what's showing up isn't the real problem. The problem is what's packed underneath that uh, that aggressive behavior or even that passive aggressive behavior, you know, where you're always pushing somebody's buttons. So what I want you to imagine is being a person that was on edge and then just always feeling like you're angry, just angry at the world, angry at yourself, angry at God, and things are going well in your life. Think about people and especially when we see things happening with people committing, uh, dying of suicide, and it's like, well, you had everything. You were an influencer. You were a celebrity. You had a lot of money. You had a lot of friends. What was really going on in your life? What happens is we see narrowly. We see that one thing that keeps showing up. We see the problem, right? 
But the problem then causes us to feel a flood of different types of emotions. So for example, you might be angry, but when you get angry, is it prompted by a person that you're always in an in a relationship with that you have conversation with? Is it prompted by an email that you always get every morning? Is it prompted by something that happens every time you go to a certain class if you're in school? You have to figure out, okay, what is really triggering this? And when it triggers and sets me off, why am I so set off? You know, why is it more intense in this situation versus if you put me in another situation, I'm okay, I'm cool, I'm calm. I don't feel as guarded. I feel like, you know, I can be more relaxed. Why is it that when I talk with certain women, I feel, you know, on edge and I just, you know, either want to run or I just, you know, just want to just keep going off at the mouth just so I can push people back. A lot of those times, it's because there are underlying things that have happened. And you know that anger works well because what does it do? It puts a barrier between you and the person that you're dealing with. So if I want you out my face, then guess what? I'm going to do something that is going to set you off, make you uncomfortable so you can back up. Why? Because I don't want you to come into my emotional space. So we talk about, you know, keeping distance, you know, keep it three to six feet from people, your arms length. But how do you do that when your emotions are involved? How do you learn how to keep people at distance so you don't have to deal with that flood of emotions? So if someone is angry, we do, I use this anger sheet. You can Google, um, you can email me and ask me to send you a copy, but it's a sheet that has different types of feelings. So if I have someone, say a wife that comes into my office and she's really upset at her husband, he's not giving her enough attention and she's just uncertain about the relationship. What does that actually say? So they're always getting into an argument. They're always fighting because she's telling them, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. And I want you to do more of this. And so she gets consumed and pointing fingers and blaming of what he's not doing that she's not really diving into what happens when he, when he doesn't acknowledge the fact that, you know, she's done her hair or he doesn't respond to her intimately. She may be actually thinking that, uh-oh, I'm not good enough. What is... What does this mean when this person does this to me? Does it make me feel uncertain about who I am? You know, does it make me feel um, resentful that they would treat me this way? Does it make me furious that they don't see me as I see myself? Does it, is it hurtful when they treat me like that? Um, does it create bitterness, you know, when I have to look at this person and they don't acknowledge the feelings that I'm experiencing because they keep pushing me away? Does it make me very annoyed when I have to be around them knowing that they're not giving me this attention that I desire? Does it make me feel lonely that they're not paying attention to just the little things about me, but yet critical about every other thing? I just named, I didn't even count them but maybe about seven different emotions. And there are so many more that are underneath the anger, right? So when the person comes into the office, they're looking at, okay, well, you know, they just get on my nerves. I'm just angry all the time. And then he comes into the session. She always angry, running her mouth. You know, he going up, playing off the behavior. Well, the behavior showing up because they never dealt with what really enticed what was showing up, which was, you know, the anger. You're not dealing with the fact that, you know, this makes me, this reminds me of an instance when I was younger and, you know, I was rejected by my father 
or I was, you know, I, I, I was bullied by kids in school and they always teased me and they made fun of me. And then now as I'm older, you know, I do my best to put, you know, to put myself together, to present myself as acceptable only to be unaccepted. And so all of those things, typically a person who doesn't have the skill to be able to work through those challenges, they will feel overwhelmed. And then it shows up as misbehavior, things that strain our relationships, things that prevent us from getting promotions on jobs, things that prevent us from moving higher because we just don't know how to see below the surface. I ask that, you know, you challenge yourself to begin to learn to unpack. Ask yourself every day when you're getting up and say that anger might be the issue or sadness is the issue. What caused my anger today? Why am I feeling anger? And then so if you're able to see what what you think caused it, okay, well, my husband didn't give me a kiss before he left out the door. Why did that make you angry? Because when he does that, it makes me feel like he doesn't acknowledge me, like I don't exist. And when I begin to think that he's not acknowledging me, I don't exist, I start to feel lonely. Now that I'm lonely, it makes me angry because when I was home by myself when I was younger and I never had my parents to help me with assignments or never had them involved in what was going on in my life, I was always alone. I got into trouble. I started, you know, involving myself in relationships that were meaningless. Now I'm in this relationship that means something and he's responding the same way as the people who mistreated me growing up and my brain is not differentiating the fact that this is a now situation and not a then situation. And it's all coming together as though I'm reliving all this all over again. Now guess what? He don't know nothing about that. And then you over there get mad. He come home. He ain't got no dinner. And then y'all arguing about that. And he was like, you didn't give me a kiss. He was like, well, I was running out the door. I didn't see the fact that you were running out the door. I went through a series of different emotions that I just didn't know how to articulate. So what I challenge you all to do is unpack. Unpack what's going on with you and know that you're not the only one that has to do this. Even us professionals all the time, you know, if we don't deal with things before they grow into larger things, we have to do the same thing. We have to back up. We have to unpack. There's nothing wrong with therapy. So much so, I started a Facebook group that you're more than welcome to join. It's called Jesus Loves Therapy. And it just helps us to find that balance and that interconnection of how to make the word work in our lives and not be seen as people who are just uncontrolled and lacking discipline and unlovely. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, just if you like the episode, please share. And uh, if you have any questions, just go to my website, shannonbattle.com, and we can continue the conversation further. You have a great rest of the day, and thank you for tuning in.